Hey, I don't know about you guys, but every morning I wake up and I put a backpack on. And it's not a literal backpack, but it's a backpack that I carry around that has all of the things that I worry about. What are some of the things that that you worry about? I know here are some of the things that consume me with worry. One is money. I'm always thinking about, hey, I need more money. I need different kind of money. I've consumed with money, especially during this season and especially with kids and thinking about school clothes and all those different things. Money is always a concern. I also think about my family. I'm consumed with worry about them and my wife and my my children and, again, worried about in the crazy world that we live in, are they going to be safe and what's life going to be like for my kids in the future. It's easy to worry about family. I also worry at times about my health, that uh, as I get a little bit older, the more and more I'm concerned about my health and so the decisions that you make about exercise and eating and all different kinds of things that you put into your body, your health is one thing that I worry about as I get older. I also worry about school and the way that COVID-19 has hit and the way that things have changed schooling. And did my kids receive the education that they should have received? And is this going to hold them back? And, And what's going to happen with school in the future. I don't know about you, but we've added COVID-19 to our worry backpack. And what is the new normal going to look like? And so all of those things, we don't even know what to worry about completely yet, but we've already added it to our worry backpack. And then maybe the thing that I worry about or think about or obsess about the most is just time. How much time am I going to put into the different things that have meaning and value to me? whether that is making money or whether that is family or, or school or even the hobbies and things that I do, all of these things take up time, and they consume our time and our thoughts. So this morning when you got up, I wonder if you literally put on a backpack of worry. And that as the Scripture tells us that as we put on this backpack and we put all of the things that we worry about in our backpack, over time it begins to wear us down and to literally tire our souls and it makes our bones weary with the things that we worry about. And one of the reasons that we worry about the things that we do worry about is because we like to be in control. We like to be the ones to to be able to say how much money we're going to have. We like to be the ones to control time. We like to be the ones that are in control of the different areas of our life or at least think that we're in control. And in those moments when we're not in control, we become overwhelmed with worry and anxiety. One of my favorite passages is in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. And it says this, to give all of your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. This morning, one of the things I want us to to do is to take off these backpacks, these virtual backpacks that we carry around with our worries for just a moment so that our souls, our minds, and our hearts can rest from the things that consume us. Because life is a long journey. It is a long run. And if we every day get up and put on the weight of our worries, it will wear us down 
quicker than if we were to set it apart and to run the race of life without the things that consume us of worry. The weight of worry can be overwhelming. Give all of your worries and your cares to God because he cares for you. One of the things that I love about this verse is that it's in the context of a relationship. And here in the context of that relationship in verse 6, it says to humble yourselves, to literally give up control or to discontinue thinking and acting as if you are God and to posture yourself, to posture your mind, your heart, and your soul, and to give over the things that you thought that you could control over to God. In other words, to allow God to be God. Allow a good father to be a good father and to receive from you the things that you're worried about. When I think about this passage, I think about a child literally sitting down with their parents and and discussing the things that they are worried about and the things that they're consumed with that really they have no control over. And so they hand it over to their parents and let their parents deal with the issues. That's what our father does. God the Father wants us to sit down with him and, and to literally give over our worries. I think about sitting at a dinner table and you just literally writing down I'm worried about my family, I'm worried about my finances, I'm worried about my kids' education, all the different things that you worry about, write them on a piece of paper and literally slide them across the table to the Father and say, Dad, I'm going to let you worry and take care of these things because I know that that is your job, not mine. So this morning as we continue this thought and thinking about worry and how we can get rid of it, I'm going to give you a, a, a basic formula, so to speak, for winning over worry in your life. Now this is a passage that we have discussed over the last few years, and, and it's one of those things that, hey, we're in the midst of COVID, we're in the midst of what we're going through in this pandemic, and God just kind of raised it up and said, hey, this is a a time for us to reconsider this passage. And what does it mean for us to win over worry? So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. And if you don't have your Bibles, maybe you have a Bible app there with you. And and look up 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 and 18. Now this is a passage that Paul is writing to the church at Thessalonians. Thessalonica, but he also has a similar passage that he writes to the church in Philippi in Philippians chapter 4. So if you want, you can make a little note and and go back and look at Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 and following and see that in this moment, Paul has for all people, all believers and churches, he's continually encouraging them continually encouraging us to lay down those things that we worry about and that we consume us in those moments where we try to play God and the things that we can't control because, again, it weighs down our hearts and our minds and our souls. So First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Again, this is in the context of a relationship with God, that, that he's talking to us and he's saying, hey, in, in context with your relationship with God, these things are possible for you. And the first thing that he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, he says, rejoice always, or always be joyful. Now that's an interesting word, that's an interesting idea that we can always be joyful. 
or that we can rejoice always. And I don't know, as a younger person, I always thought about joy and I thought about somebody skipping through the fields and, and, and smiles on their faces and singing sound of music songs and, and what that would possibly be looking like. But this idea of joyful is a little bit more than that, that yes, there are opportunities for us to be joyful, to be happy, to, to skip and to, to celebrate life and to enjoy life and, and to literally be lighthearted. But this joy that Paul is talking about is a joy that has nothing to do with our circumstances. That in a situation even like now in the midst of COVID-19, that all the different things that we're consumed with worry about, that there is at least one thing and that is that we can be joyful about, and that is our relationship with Jesus Christ. That that is our foundation for life, and that is our foundation for joy. That COVID-19 could come, and we could maybe lose a job, and different things can happen, and it feel like our world and our circumstances and everything around us is crumbling But as a follower of Jesus, that we can have joy because our source of our joy is not our circumstances. The source of our joy is the person of Jesus Christ. And that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that the source of our joy is our salvation that comes through him, and he never changes. And so he's an unchanging source of joy for us. The salvation is an unchanging source of joy for us. And so the circumstances of life could be crushing us. But if we're able to refocus our attention and our mind to what our source of joy is, and that is the person of Jesus that allows us that even in the midst of the craziest of times, unprecedented times, to have joy. Because we know that the person of Jesus is unshakable and that we can cling to him and in him we can have joy. As a matter of fact, even in James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4, we see this idea that as followers of Jesus that we can literally have pure joy in the midst of trials and temptations. Again, why? With could we have pure joy when trials and temptations are, are thrown at our feet other than the fact that we have found our joy in Jesus Christ, the one who is the truth, the one who does not change, the one who is the foundation that when the storms of life come is like concrete and it doesn't shift, it is settled. I'll rejoice always. Paul continues on in verse 17 after he tells us to rejoice always. He says, pray continually. Now, I don't know about you, but I think about praying continually. And I think, man, I, I, I don't know that I can be that kind of follower of Jesus, that I'm always consistently praying. And, and you're walking around humming with your hands put together or whatever you think of when you think of praying always. Well, here Paul isn't talking about an outward act. He's talking about an inner spirit that we are continually seeking opportunities to be in communication with the Father. That basically that we have opened up a phone line to God and that we are consistently in talking with Him and we never set the phone down, we never push into the call, that we are consistently always talking with Him. And that our heartbeat begins to align with His heartbeat. 
and that we're able to share the most intimate moments. We're able to share the most intimate thoughts. And it's this idea of a Godward heart toward him, that there's this open communication between the two of us. And he is in the midst of every life situation. He knows what's going on because we're constantly sharing with him. And that the only way that that can happen is, is a relationships that based upon trust. You know, the ones that we share the most deep conversations with are those that we've trust and they've established that trust over time and we know that we can share the deep things of life and it doesn't go anywhere else and it, it stays right there and that is the kind of communication that we can have with God the Father so that we can pray always. Prayer in this idea also is this idea that we should focus on God and His sufficiency and, and not be worried as much about what we think we need because God is all-sufficient and a good Father is going to give us everything we need, but just to continually focus on who He is and to realize that, hey, He's a good Father and He's going to take care of every need that I've got. And in those moments where we come to Him and we make a request of Him, He already knows our needs. He already knows our wants. Because we've been in constant communication with him, and he's been in constantly doing life with us. And in those moments of praying always, we're able to make requests of him and ask of him, not only of our needs, but also our wants. And many times, even our wants, he answers those requests. Now, sometimes the answer isn't what we want. Sometimes it's no. Sometimes it's not yet. Sometimes it's, we're just trying to, we're, you need to wait a little bit. Patience, which many of us struggle with. But here Paul tells us, he says, Rejoice always because your foundation is found in Jesus Christ, but also pray continually. This idea of relationship, this idea of trust, and, and just doing life and being able to share the most intimate moments with him. To pray continually. In Jeremiah 32, verse 27, he says, I am the Lord God of all mankind, is there anything too hard for me? I think one of the reasons that we don't make requests of God is because, one, we don't think he cares about us, and he does, but also we just we forget that he is God and what he can do when we ask him. So I just challenge you that would you grow your prayer life, especially during this time, and begin to think about, God, I need to develop my relationship with you. I need to develop my communication with you. And to literally maybe just think about opening up your phone and pushing dial and send and just keeping an open line through the day and just saying, and always where you're going, everything you're doing, talking with God in those, in those moments. But sometimes we think about prayers just that we stop and we have to think about and ask for these big things, when God is interested in those big things, but he's even more interested in the day-to-day minute thoughts and hurts and pains that we go through in the day. Pray continually. Then he also tells us to not only rejoice always and pray continually, but he says, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, how in the world can you give thanks for all of life's circumstances? Here's how. If you understand that God's loving purpose for our lives is being worked out, even in the most difficult of situations. 
In Romans 8, 28, that's what it tells us. For those who love God, he's working out the details of life, even when it doesn't seem like it on the outside, behind the scenes, he's doing it. He's taking care of his children. He has an end goal in mind. How many times can you look back on life and realize that if, if you had received what you had prayed for in the moment, in the midst of difficult search, circumstances, you wouldn't have gone to the other side of those circumstances and, and, and reap the rewards or reap the benefits of walking through that valley or walking through that difficult trial and to know that, hey, listen, even in the midst of all the most difficult situations and circumstances, that God was walking with his children, literally holding our hand and walking through the storms of life with us. And so many times we can only see that, we can only recognize it when we look back. But the truth is is that he's always there and he's always present. But that our tendency is to to focus on the storm, to focus on what's not happening happening and the things that we're not in control of. And we lose sight and focus of the fact that God is there with us and walking through the storm with us. Give thanks in all circumstances, that this is an idea that of look in the location of the circumstances to be able to see that in the eye of the storm is the quietest place, because God is present there with us. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. And here's the last part. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, again, these three things that are required or characteristics for followers of Jesus are in the context of a relationship. And all of these three things are characteristics that are imperative. They are requirements. They should be natural ways that we live out and follow Jesus Christ is what Paul saying these aren't suggestions these are required characteristics of follower of Jesus so when people look at us as we proclaim to be followers of Jesus they see in us a joy that passes understanding they see in us a spirit of prayer of, of just something about us that's different and it's because we're in communication consistent communication with the father and he knows our needs and we know that he knows our needs and he also we know that he knows our innermost thoughts even the darkest deepest craziest stuff that we deal with that God the father a good father knows them and still loves us so this idea of rejoicing always and praying continually and giving thanks in all circumstances is one of the things that's distinctive or should be distinctive about us as Christ followers that literally allows us to be light and allows us to be salt because there's something different about us and it has everything to do with our relationship with God and being in his presence and beginning to think and act and understand and to see even the storms of life as part of God's plan. And to understand in those moments, humbly giving over control of the things that we think that we're in control of that we're really not. And saying, God, I'm going to let you be God. So here Paul tells us, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, Paul says, the basic characteristics 
of being a follower of Jesus, a formula for winning over the things that consume your heart with worry is to refocus your heart and mind's attention upon where does my joy really come from? Who is it that I can talk to that can know me on a deep level and not judge me or condemn me? Who is it that can be the quiet in the midst of the eye of the storm? That's God. That's characteristic of who we are. And as people see us walk through something like COVID-19 pandemic and we walk through it with a confidence of knowing that our hope is not in all these other things, but our hope and our life is in the person of Jesus. That we can have a peace that passes understanding because of our relationship with God the Father. That's our formula for winning over worry. Think about this. Many of the things that we worry about have no eternal significance. Many of the things that we worry about, that we wake us up at night, that we literally lose hair over, that we hurt our own health over, has no eternal significance. So as you take that sheet of paper and you write down those things that you worry about, maybe just put a star by the ones that do. Your family, obviously that has some eternal significance, but your finances, maybe, maybe not. What your kid's school looks like? Maybe, maybe not. They're going to say, God, there's so many things that I worry about that will not matter for all of eternity. I'm just going to give those over to you. Here's a little quote I want to give you to maybe help you do that. And you can write that down at the bottom of this. Maybe put it on your mirror at your house and in your car and everywhere that so you can consistently see this. Maybe you need to even make it your wallpaper on your iPhone or your Android or wherever, so that you can constantly be reminded of this truth. Here's what it says. Do not feel totally, personally, irrevocably responsible for everything. That's my job. Sign God. Let me say that again. Do not feel totally, personally, irrevocably responsible for everything. That's my job. Sign God. In other words, we recognize that we are not God and that so much of life that we try to control, we can't control it, so we begin to worry. And we don't let God be God. So my fellow followers of Jesus, some of the very characteristics about who we are supposed to be as we pursue God the Father allows us to give our cares and our worries over to God and to let him be God. Because listen, our Father cares about us. Our Father cares about you. Hand him over. Would you do that today? Would you just write him down on a sheet of paper, slide him across the table, and say, God, here are my cares, here are my worries. I'm going to let you take them. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you that you do care about us. I pray that we would just give over the things that we worry about, the things that we care that we that we care about, but that become worries for us. Father, to allow you to do that for us. Father, I pray that we would just humble ourselves and literally surrender them over, and maybe even 
this today, we would just open up our hands and say, here are my worries, and hand them over. Put them on a sheet of paper and slide them across the table and say, God, you're God, I'm not. Here's my worries. You take them. And I pray that in that moment that we would sense, we would know what it means to just be free in that moment, but also that we would sense just this, this rest, this peace, this shalom peace and rest that can come to our hearts and our minds and our souls by giving over our worries to you. May you be brought honor by the way that we love, by the way that we rejoice, by the way that we pray, and the way that we do life even in the most difficult of circumstances. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen.